0: One of my favorite words I've ever heard is an old Latin word, quantubus. It means as great as you choose. And I, the first time I ever heard the word, I was it was shared with me by my good friend, Mark Miller, who is joining us today. Mark, just a legendary leader, great thinker, incredible uh, when it comes to, to to him being great. I mean, pushing me to be great. He's just such a fantastic friend. An amazing guy. He was on our show several weeks back. Uh, he, we we got to pick his brain a little bit, and so today you're going to get to hear from Mark again as we we think about this. But this idea of Quantubus, I love that word. As great as you choose, so how great are you choosing to be right now? How great are you choosing to be? Welcome to Chasing Greatness. This week's episode is going to is going to be great. But I want to before we get to that, I want to I want to rewind the tape. Just a couple of weeks, we've been talking these last few weeks about being better together. And as you think about your life, as you think about your money, remember we talked about that. If you hadn't heard that episode, I encourage you to go back. You chasing chase greatness with your finances and how you're taking care of your stuff. We talked about your friends determining the quality and direction of your life, the people that you have around your life. We talked about your fitness just this last week. That was great. And then tucked in there a couple weeks ago, if you heard that one, I talked about being in, a, in an environment at work where you feel like the people around you are helping you be great. And and I even I – even, I reminded you if you've got a place that's draining you and pulling you down and it may not be the place you should be. So you might want to go back and check that out if you're, if you're really struggling at work to help you really either change your perspective or change your career. I I maybe, I don't know, maybe, or at least change your, change your job. Uh, I'm not sure, but you might want to check out one of those episodes, but thank you so much for being part of this thing. Uh, Thanks also for subscribing. and, And I know we got a bunch of you watching on YouTube now. Thanks for that. Uh, also uh, the podcast side continues to grow and our downloads, we, we're loving watching those numbers grow and uh, you're just really helping us. So thank you so much for hel- helping us to chase greatness ourselves. We're trying to, to have a greater audience and and you're a part of that. And so we really appreciate that. But as, as we think about, uh, this week's episode, again, I want to go back to my friend Mark, who is, uh, he's, he's the VP of leadership development at a little company called Chick-fil-A. You probably heard of Chick-fil-A. I enjoy their sandwiches. I got a chance to sit in a in a drive through line yesterday, and I pulled in, thinking this is going to be just a nightmare. It was just packed. I mean, I'd never seen many cars in line. And six minutes later, I'm out with my spicy chicken sandwich. I was I was pretty fired up about that, and uh, they they did a great job doing that. But Mark has been uh, been at Chick Fil A for a long time, uh, over forty years now, and. He is going to share a little bit about that, what it means to be in one company for 40 years. I want to, th- I want to think about that for a second. So when I'm growing up, my dad, you know, he works with uh, Georgia Power. He was a, he worked in a utility company for 35 years, one company, his whole career. Uh, my mom stayed in a couple of jobs for a long time. I mean, it, you know, as I, as, I, as I think back to my childhood – a lot of people back then would stay in one location for a long time. Now we live in a world where everybody seems like they switch their job every week. And I think there's some things that are beneficial about staying planted in a place for a long time. We did talk about a couple of weeks ago, maybe some of us need to get out of our current uh, location and we need to move on Our in our vocation. Uh, our location and our vocation needs to change. But for some of us, maybe we need to stay planted in that place for, for a long time. I, I'm surrounded here by trees that just continue to grow, and uh, it, it's amazing how uh, when I moved in here, I think we've been in this place—I don't know—almost 20 years now, 17, 18 years. It, 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 some of these trees were really small, and it's just been cool to watch them grow over that time. And for some of us, we're 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 actually not going to reach full height and full capacity if we choose the easy way out and leave. So for some of us, let's don't leave, let's stay. Mark stayed for forty years. He's going to talk some about that today. I Got a great question that we ask him, and, and I can't wait for you to hear what he said. But then, for some of us, I want us to think about the second thing, second part of our conversation with Mark today. We only spent about ten week or ten weeks, ten minutes together on this week's uh, conversation with him. We'll have him back in a few weeks for more of that conversation. But the second part today, I asked him about. Th- this idea of reinventing continuously. And, and I want, I'll come back at the end and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that, but just kind of as a setup, I want you to be thinking, are there some places in your life where you need to stay? You need to stay planted and you stay locked in, but are there also some places in your life where you, it's time for you to do some things differently? So this conversation with Mark, I think will, will really spur your thinking there. And again, I'll give you a couple things at the end that you can do. But uh, let's, let's, right now, let's lock into this conversation that I had with my good friend, Mark Miller. Talk about, talk about the power of, of being in one company for a long time. That, that happened a lot more when we were kids. You know, our dads and moms, they, they, they're pretty loyal to places. Now people are changing a lot. But sometimes staying in a place, I think, creates resilience. It creates, you know, humility. It, it creates uh, angst. I mean, there's all kinds of things that happen. Talk about how you have benefited from being in one place for a long time. And then on the flip side of that... Are there places where you feel like you've you've been limited by being in one place for 40 years? I mean, it, it is okay to change sometimes for people. So you've you've had some variety in that place. Talk a little bit about a, a four-decade career in one place in the year 2021.
1: I mean Yeah. Um let me think what, what might be helpful here. I mean, you certainly have perspective. Now you could argue that every employee has perspective, but it's informed by their time in role and so when you or time in organization and so when you've been there 40 years um you've got a different perspective than most and in my case the fact that not only was I hired by Truett but worked with Truitt for many years yeah. now that truitt has gone um I feel like I have an opportunity if not a responsibility to represent his views and his opinions, and and others in the same boat as I who worked with it we try to do that. We think he had insight and wisdom uh, that's hard to come by, and so we want to try to keep that alive. And to I think, steward that for the future to steward generations. Steward that for the future yeah. generations. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the advantages. Uh, you obviously understand the culture. You can build strong support networks. There, As, as you probably know, your, your listeners know, there's been research that a lot of men and women who succeed in one organization do not in their next. And the, the, the research would indicate it's because they had a support structure, network, and infrastructure that they don't have when they move to the new place. Sometimes we even undervalue it. Because we don't we don't know you know let's say you're a high flyer and you say oh I'm going to take this job over here I'm not saying you shouldn't but you may be a high flyer in part because of everything that's around you so uh, I think that's one potential advantage of staying in one place is that you get to build that infrastructure that network the, not just formal but the informal. Uh, communications channels, you know, how do you get things done? If you're a new person walking into an organization with, pick a number, 500, 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 employees, how do you get things done? Well, we've got about 2,500 corporate employees today, but I was number 16. I can usually figure out where to go to get stuff done. The new person probably can't. So that would be one advantage. But I would say this, I would not have stayed... Uh, I don't know how long I would have stayed, but I would not have stayed for four decades had the organization not continued to give me opportunities to learn, to grow and to be challenged. because you mentioned earlier, I've had trouble holding down a job that that's actually true. I've had several career changes inside of within the organization. The organization. Yeah. So yeah, I've been in one place all these years. But when you start a corporate communications group from scratch, I was still in college when I started the corporate. I didn't even know what corporate communications was. Yeah. Uh, when you start the... You uh, might not even could get a job in that now. Oh, no, no. I couldn't. <laughs> you started it. I couldn't. That's um, uh, funny. You know, I started our quality and customer satisfaction group. Yeah. Um, I didn't start our training and development group, but I, I modernized it, yeah. came in and that was the longest stint. I was there over 10 years. That yeah. was my longest stint. And so uh, the organization continued to allow me to do new and different things. I, I led in field operations for about four years, working with restaurants and our staff consultants that serve those restaurants. And so, uh, the variety is, is what kept me fully, um, uh, I would say fully engaged.
0: I want to I want to lean on that a little bit. You say one of the fundamental skills you and Ken Blanchard wrote about in the Secret, the Serve Model. Y'all Y'all wrote about one of the fundamental skills is is the leader is able to reinvent continuously.
1: Yes. You're
0: You're speaking a little bit to that as you talk about it. But that listener that's out there who's feeling like they're maybe they're over an organization, but they feel stuck. They feel trapped. Talk about the power of reinventing yourself, even in the context of an organization. Like you've done, I mean, can you, can you help
1: us there? Yeah. Let me just, let me, another word of context when, when we wrote about that and the research that we did that led to our conclusions, we we put it in three buckets because reinvent continuously, honestly, sounds like a buzzword from the eighties. Now, some of your listeners aren't old enough, but (laughs) some remember, you know, uh, reinvent continuously, continuous improvement, total quality management, lots of that was going on in the eighties. And by the way, there was some really good stuff in In there, really good stuff in there. But we chose reinvent continuously because we think it's the right uh, intent. Mm. But it still feels hard to get your head around. And so we said there are three primary arenas. The best leaders reinvent themselves, itself. They reinvent systems and work processes. And they reinvent structure as needed, of course, not just willy-nilly. And so as you think about that, it gives people some hooks to, to think about Okay, what does this really mean? And I would argue that uh, self-leadership is the hardest leadership of all. But to reinvent yourself may be the most valuable thing of all because the world continues to change. And all of the statistics and my personal experience indicate the world is changing faster. I mean, the pandemic, many people think we accelerated the, the existing the pre-existing change curves have been accelerated by at least five years just because of what's happened in the last 12 months, whether it be technology or work from home or uh, in-home delivery. You know, we were already on those curves, but everything is speeding up. And so leaders that that are not mindful to continue to grow and to reinvent themselves, they're going to blink and they're going to be behind. And a story I love to tell about that uh, was from a book I read It it must have been 25, 30 years ago, but if you can find it, I would still recommend it. It's called Barbarians to Bureaucrats by a guy named Lawrence Miller. And to me, this was just the most fascinating, again, one of the the best books I've ever read because here's what he did. He took Toynbee's research Mm -hmm. on the rise and fall of 21 civilizations and he mapped it with corporate life cycles. And it's the same. It's the same. And as it relates to this point of reinvention, he said, one of the signals that a civilization was done is when leaders begin to apply the answers from yesterday to today's questions. Wow. It's the same true in corporations. It's the same it's true in our lives. I mean, the world is just moving leaders that, that don't make an intentional commitment to reinvent themselves are are forfeiting their leadership. And and so it could be it, it,
0: it may be a self issue. It it could but it could be a system issue or it could be a structure well, issue. Well I think Talk, the best
1: leaders are going to do all three. They they understand as needed. Yeah. But I mean it starts with self because yeah. if you're not learning and growing, yeah. you're not going to have the mindset to to even so, delve into those other so arenas. how do you
0: get down the road you know at, at our age and I've never seen you for a day say I'm I'm, I'm where I need to be I mean it's like you know our, we've I've mentioned before I heard uh, Nick Saban the Alabama football coach talk about how his rival is not Auburn or whoever they're playing in the SEC championship game their rival is complacency how. And that, that's a big idea it feels well, like. It, I it's, it's like i think it's i think it's twofold for that's me. who you're competing against it's, this idea of complacency it, it, it's, it's complacency and
1: arrogance yeah because to think good. you're done is arrogant yeah and it's it's just wrong-headed right i mean i'm pedaling as hard as i can to keep up i can't imagine <laughs> how far behind a leader would get if he or she said i'm done i'm yeah. not going to learn and grow it's like man you just need to turn in your keys because yeah. you're done
0: yeah so, so it, how powerful is it then for the 25-year-old listener or the 30-year-old listener? I, I, I told this story a few weeks ago. Our, my father-in-law planted pine trees 30 years ago, and he died four years ago, and we harvested those about six months ago. So we're, we're still reaping the benefits of things he did 30 years ago. How powerful is that? If I'm 25 and I get on this growth track, oh, I mean, it's like there's never too early to it's start. It's
1: hugely this. powerful, and and I've had a recent reminder. Uh, some of your audience knows that I've written a few books, and and they've been business fables. They've yep. been parables. Well, I've got a new book that's in the works, and it's the first real book, at least as the publisher calls it. It's <laughs> the other tra- ones are great. They weren't real. But, but this is a traditional business book. And, yeah. and let me link it. This isn't a book promo, but I'll link it to what you just said yeah. about what happens if you get on this train 20 or 30 years ago. The reason I remember, and, and this book by Lawrence Miller is top of mind today, Yeah. as I was writing this book, see, none of the other books – had those types of references. Right,
0: research, whatever. But research, don't, that don't, kind yeah. of stuff.
1: Well, in this book, I'm actually sharing ideas and sharing where the seed of those ideas came from. Mm. There are probably 10 books referenced in my new book that I read over the last 40 years. Mm. Those are those pine trees. When I read Larry Miller's book 35 years that ago, in the that was a seed in the ground. And I am now today in my book telling everybody... And telling your audience you ought to go read it, but I'm going to take that idea in my book and I'm going to expand upon it. And I did that for several resources that they were paint on my palette years ago yeah. that I'm painting with today.
0: Yeah. How amazing is it to just hear from a guy who's been in the same place for decades and yet so many times in that place as he as he alluded to he has reinvented himself over and over again I love that idea of of changing careers having a hard time holding down a job in the same job or in the same company that's that's really cool as you think about that so a couple of things he talked about there I want us to I want us to use this week to sort of springboard us into this following week maybe into these next few months not just this next week but next few months. So I, I have a couple of questions for you. One of those questions is related to questions Mark referred to it. Are there places in your life where you are being asked questions today in a different way than you've ever been asked before, and you're still trying to apply yesterday's answers to today's questions? I thought that was really good what he talked about there, and and uh, and Toynbee's you know idea of of I mean it's just it just it just puts us into irrelevance if we do and. I heard somebody say one time, if if you don't like change, you're going to like irrelevance even less. And I I don't know about you, but man, the world is changing so fast; things are going crazy. And yet, there's there's two things I think I need to be thinking about. One is my values. I don't want my values to change. I need to be locked in on those. They become foundational. Uh, but but I I do need to embrace change. I need to lean into it. I need to be willing to to uh, to, to find answers, relevant answers to the questions I'm being asked today. And so you're, you're the same way. You've got some questions right now that you're struggling with, you're wrestling with maybe some things going on around your life and your environment, in your relationships. Some of the things that maybe even we've been talking about these last few weeks with your, your fitness, your finances, your friendships, some of those kind of things, uh, your vocation, uh, are, are, are there, are, is life asking you some questions right now? And you're, and you're kind of stuck in, I'm, if I just do what I've always done, it's going to work. And, and it may not. And so I want to I want to really uh, encourage you to take a few minutes when this is over. and Just a couple more minutes here. But when we're done, take a few minutes and say, OK, what are some of the questions I'm up against right now? What are some of the struggles that I'm feeling, the challenges that I'm facing, the problems that are have popped up? And what am I doing to answer those? Like, how, what are the right answers to those? Not just what have I always done, but like, what is what do I really need to do? right now. So I think that's a really uh good question. And then and then the second thing uh, that I would th- just encourage you to do this week is is to begin thinking about some of those areas in your life where you need a makeover. You need a you need a uh you need to reinvent yourself if you if you will. And, and so I like that idea of makeover. There's all these uh makeover shows on TVs these TV these days. I think there was a uh I, I didn't watch it but I think they had this uh extreme makeover show was that a I'm not I think that was like a you know your your personal look and all that kind of stuff that was that yeah that was the big deal I'm looking at my, my man over here he's he's nodding like that's it but but now they have all these these uh what I'll call makeover uh they they they're making over houses these days I guess they made over people Uh, Enough, And so now they're making over houses and people go in and they'll get this house. And, and uh, my wife and I watch these sometimes my wife loves this kind of stuff. And so we're, we're watching this show recently where they, they go in they buy this old house and next thing you know, they've renovated the whole thing and it just looks like a whole new house. Well, as you think about your life, are there some places right now where you need to just tear it to the ground? Maybe, and and renovate or, or 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 and rebuild, I should say. Or are there some places where you just need to you just need to knock out a wall or two and and renovate, well, not not rebuild, but to renovate. And and so I think about my life. There's a place or two right now. I'm saying I need to. I really need to um, to do some things differently if I want to get different results. Uh, what's the old saying? If 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 you if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. I know that's kind of a country boy way of saying that, but but. Uh, I just want to challenge you right now. Are there some places in your life where you've been doing the same thing over and over? There, it, some places in your life, it's great to have routine. It's great to have even ritual. But there are some places in your life that if you don't take a hard look in the mirror and say, this is not the way it should be, I've got to do some things different. Uh, it, 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 it's not going to change. And so uh, how long are you going to – I asked you this, this week, last week, about your, your food and some of your nutrition – uh, choices, but how long are you going to wait and just think, well, someday I'm going to get to that. Someday I'm going to clean out that garage or clean out that room, or I'm going to make this change in a relationship, or I'm going to just fill in your blank. And and yet someday, the it, crazy thing about someday, it, it just never comes. It, it's it's never going to be someday. It's always going to be today. So what are you going to do to put your feet down today and say, I'm going to be planted right here. I'm going to make this change and I'm going to start taking a step. Again, not going to change my values. My values are going to give me something to anchor to in the midst of the chaos that's about to come when I make this reinventive change. But I love what Mark Mark shared there. I can't use yesterday's answers for today's questions, and I need to be a person who is continually reinventing or I just become, as he said, really uh, irrelevant. And so I, I, that's, my, that's my challenge for you this week. Pick one spot, reinvent, remodel, or renovate whatever you need to do maybe you need to totally rebuild i don't know you probably know better than i do but but i want to encourage you to do that because if you really want to be great if you want to chase greatness you're gonna it's it's a never-ending quest and as i as i shared at the beginning it's quantuvis it's it literally is as great as you choose you get to choose make the choice today to be great and if you will if you'll reinvent in that area uh, it, this is going to be a really great week for you. So let's just get started. Let's take a baby step. We'll be closer to where we want to be next week. we got a really cool uh, something coming up next week. So uh, join us again next week for Chasing Greatness. I hope you'll, again, push this out, help us spread the word. Appreciate all you're doing. Leave a comment below as well. If you got some thoughts on this, some some areas maybe where you're reinventing, love to see those in the comments. We love reading those comments you send every week. And if you got questions or anything we can help you with, please let us know. Till next week, Keep chasing greatness.